The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are for informational purposes only and solely those of the podcast participants, contributors, and guests, and do not constitute an endorsement by or necessarily represent the views of the Hartford or its affiliates. You're listening to the Small Biz Ahead podcast, brought to you by the Hartford. Good morning, everybody, and welcome back to an episode of Small Biz Ahead, the podcast presented by the Hartford. This is John Adaconis, and I'm joined by my co-host, Gene Marks. Um, we have a very special guest today, Dylan Murphy from Murphcraft. You know, and we're going to talk a little bit about what virtual music lessons look like in a post-COVID reality. How's everybody doing today? I'm doing good. Dylan, how are you? I'm doing excellent. Thanks. I'm glad. What does Murphcraft do? Well, um, I uh, I guess it's, it's really uh, just me that runs everything. So I'm a musician, a little um, background about myself. Throughout all of uh, school, you know, from age three, four, five, around then, I've always kind of been focused in on music. And, um, you know, so I've always had the idea of opening up a music academy. And growing up with the Internet, it's always seemed like a good idea to sort of have an online presence. But before COVID, it was always kind of like a pipe dream. Like, ah, you know, I'll, I'll get around to that. And when this hit... Uh, it kind of seemed like the perfect time. Um, and actually back in February, so just before everything went down, I started meeting with um, a music consultant by the name of John Mitchell, who's been a huge help with kind of helping me propel my business, uh, helping me formulate a business plan and all, all that sort of stuff. So uh, working with him, we kind of decided that, you know, there's a lot of different things you can do with music, uh, gigging or working on soundtracks, composing, teaching, all that sort of stuff. Um, and I wanted to focus on teaching. So my goals and the pandemic sort of lined up, you know, it's kind of a weird way to phrase that, but, um, right. so I'm working on building a website for that now, but currently I do have some students that I teach over zoom and I'm on Facebook, Instagram, all that sort of stuff. So I teach piano, guitar, bass, and ukulele. Uh, and I also can teach music theory and composition as well. You know, that's awesome. You know, the, the point of the podcast here is to, is to try and address a specific issue or question that like a business owner is having. And so, you know, in advance, you know, we, you know, we were emailing Dylan and, and you were saying that you had some concerns about just trying to, to provide your lessons online using Zoom or another platform and how to monetize that. Um, what exactly do you mean by that? Like, what is, what is the issue? that you have i guess broad stroke is that i am in the process of building a website and you know being being a small business owner and starting from scratch you know i'm building up from my bootstraps you know so i'm i'm not able to hire a developer or work with many people right now so i'm sort of trying to do all of it by myself which uh you know can be overwhelming but i'm trying to do piece by piece so uh broad stroke is how do i design a website that looks great from the student's perspective how do i um, set up a calendar. So if a student just joins, they can see what I'm all about. They can see videos of me, feel like they can trust me and feel like I'm the kind of pe person they want to take lessons with. Um, but, you know, uh, before all of this, I was a subcontractor. So I used QuickBooks um, for my invoices, you know, um, with uh, with the clients. So I, I'm not sure if using an accounting software like that makes sense because I, you know, I want to be able to be responsible tax-wise upfront as I'm starting. You know, and I know PayPal seems trustworthy and Zoom seems trustworthy, but I'm not in control of those. Same as if I'm on Facebook or whatever, you know, Facebook can decide to close its doors. It's unlikely, but they might, you know, whereas my own website, I'm in control of that. So, you know, up front, I just I want to make sure that the decisions I make are um, sustainable long term as I grow. Got it. 
So the issues that we have here is you're, you're trying to provide these, this online education. You've got questions about maybe what platform would work best, like Zoom or something like that. You uh, don't know, you know about without using a developer, because who has the money to do that? Right. You know, you know, how should you be using your website, you know, with this as well? Um, you want to accept payments, maybe using PayPal. How do you tie this all into your potential accounting system? In other words, how do you get a professional online education business sort of up and running that looks good and um, is able to that you're able to monetize? And I've got some thoughts on that. But, John, I'm going to I'm going to start with you just Pick, pick any one of these topics that I just mentioned, John, and what, what, g- give me some of your thoughts. Yeah, it's interesting because they're, they're all kind of tied together as different as they sound, right? So what you're really talking about is, is developing this virtual hub that can not only act as like your front door and a, a lead generator, but also kind of like be the centralized, you know, point of service where you can, you know, use your calendar like you were mentioning, kind of collect payment potentially tie it back to, to some kind of accounting software so so it's all really together. What I think is interesting is kind of, you know, I think you're on the right track of thinking, right? So what do students want to learn and, and what do you need to kind of show them to trust you? And I think what's really interesting and exciting for you is you actually have a before and after product. So you can very easily show what life is like before, you know, you help them and educate them and, and kind of after. So I, I think about that as an interesting content strategy or, or piece of one, right? Um, kind of really setting expectations on what does a virtual lesson look like? Because um, I feel like music lessons are so kind of intimate and such a physical, um, you know, yeah. thing, like learning to play an instrument. So it feels awkward probably for some when they're like, well, how do I do this when, when you're not there to help? Um, for sure. You know, but I think you can definitely take that opportunity to, to kind of help set expectations and know what that they're kind of walking into. And I think, you know, what's interesting, even just from a content promotion perspective, you know, you have an opportunity to kind of show progress over time, right? So it's like the plastic surgery websites, like the before and after, um, you know, it, it, you can kind of take an approach like that to say, like, with my help, we can, you know, accomplish some pretty incredible things. John, what do you think about um, you know Dylan's use of of YouTube, for example? You know, I mean, it, it seems to be the, the the natural place to go to get you know to get at least samples or some examples of what what Dylan does. Um, how do you feel about using YouTube? Yeah, I think that sounds like a great platform for you. One, because you could almost kind of give a, a sample virtual lesson, right? So you could actually like yeah. host that um, and let people kind of try before they buy, right? I think what would also be interesting is you know. Are there other trends that you can kind of jump into to kind of get a little bit of exposure? So I think about like video reaction trends, right? So could you as a specialist in music actually kind of critique or provide feedback on like other, um, you know, cover musicians or instrumentalists who are kind of releasing their own music and kind of show what you would add if you were educating them, right? Um, That's a great idea. I think there's a, a lot of neat things you could do. I think I agree with John, uh, Dylan. I mean, from a marketing perspective, I mean, you should have a YouTube channel that you are you're contributing stuff to it every day. And I wouldn't be afraid about giving stuff away for free, even teaching many lessons, because, you know, I mean, no matter what you give away for free, people are still going to want personalized advice, you know, and, and at least they get to know the kind of instruction that you give. And they're like, hey, I like that guy. Um, I'd like to hire him to do more. 
So that makes complete sense. Some other thoughts that I have for you. I mean, John is expert at marketing and branding. So you're doing stuff on YouTube and positioning yourself in that way is great. Um, I don't know, Dylan, if you've got to really worry so much about having one platform that does it all or integrating it all together. I mean, for example, you could have a really nice website that you set up using like Wix, for example, and there's or GoDaddy. Uh, there are plenty of providers yep. out there that will provide you with the templates to do that, right? Those platforms will allow you to build in payments on the website. And if I was looking to come to you, think about it. If I was looking to, to come to you to learn how to you know, uh, play the guitar, first of all, maybe I can find you on YouTube because I can see the kind of stuff that you do. And I'm like, yeah, I like this guy. You make sure that there's calls to action on YouTube to take me to your website where I can read about the different programs that you offer. Hey, you know, we have a monthly plan. We have an hourly plan. We have, you know, whatever that is. Um, I can certainly reach out to contact you if I have questions. I can pay right through my website using a PayPal plugin. Uh, again, there's, you know, those GoDaddy, Wix, they provide those things for you. And then once I'm signed up, then you're like, hey, Gene, great. Our first lesson is going to be on Zoom. Here's, you know, we just we'll set it up. You know, I'll send you a Zoom invite and then away you go. So in other words, like you don't all these things aren't necessarily integrated because the only time you really want to worry about integrating this stuff is if you have a lot of volume and no offense. But, you know, you're, you're not Amazon. You know, you're not going to have thousands no, yeah, of. For sure. Right. So I would keep them. You know, I, you can keep them separate. Um, and just use each of those platforms for what they're intended to do. Does that does that make sense? Yeah, they're all kind of different limbs on the same uh, piece. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. Now, what are you doing now? Like, what are you you know, what are you using Zoom or are you using um, you know Have you built your website up using one of those services that I mentioned? Uh, yes and no. I have a domain name through GoDaddy, and I've been using WordPress to sort of experiment with different layouts, but it's not at the point where someone, I mean, uh, the best way to put it is that, you know, the uh, nonsense Latin paragraphs are still on the website, you know, right. so I, I haven't really developed the site at all, but I've gotten that first step. Um, so another thing that I can say to you is, um, first of all, sites like Wix and GoDaddy, and there's a few others out there, they provide templates that if you want to spend a few hours, you'll be up and running in, in a very short amount of time. But you know what? I mean, no offense, Dylan, but like, you know, you're not a website guy. I mean, you're a musician. So if you go to someplace like a, a Fiverr, for example, it's F-I-V-E-R-R, -R, you can contract out with people super cheap that, you know, you give them your your Wix, you know, your domain and your Wix login, and they'll get everything set up for you in just a couple of hours. You don't even have to worry about it. And then okay. you're just you're just up and running, you know what I mean? You've got you've you've got yourself going, and yeah. um, I know a lot of startups that like rely on just some contractors from a Fiverr um, who help them do that. I mean, but John, what do you think of that? Yeah, I think Fiverr is a great resource um, to kind of augment you know creative service work. Um, you know, I think it's it's all about the level of comfort you have with sharing things that you're gonna kind of use as a marquee asset in your business, right? So. Mm -hmm. Um, whether it's really letting them get up and build or whether it's something where you want to kind of, you know, stretch your skills and, and use like a template-based site that would suit your needs. So like Gene was saying, like Wix or Squarespace, you know, there's a lot out there where, where they're pretty intuitive and you have a little bit of control too. But, you know, especially if you're someone who needs help with like copywriting or if you wanted to do kind of like voiceover work or um, logo design, like Fiverr is a really easy way to kind of 
contact a, a whole broad network of creators across the country and even the world, I think. I, I believe they might be international, but don't quote me on that. Um, but yeah, you can you can access a large pool of talent pretty quickly and and at a budget level that suits you. So you kind of look for folks who are doing the type of work you need in your budget range. Um, so, you know, like any contractor, it's it's something you're trusting that they have the, the skill set to do. Um, but a great place to sometimes find, you know, quick and easy work and connect with people directly. And, you know, that's, I, I think, like you said, Gene, I'm definitely a, a musician who's offering my services as a teacher, <laughs> you know, and the website is really just a means to an end. And even all the other social medias as well, you know, that's all really, um, I just uh, really want to get to the point where I'm up and running and I don't really want to think about that stuff. I just want to get the students, teach the students and that's that's where I come in. So if I can, just a couple points on that. So my wife just started up a nonprofit last year and she teaches um, kids with dyslexia, you know, how to read. And um, yeah, it's really awesome. And it's, it's look, she's not a musician, Dylan, but she's doing what you're doing. I mean, she's, you know, she's using Zoom. So she set up her website on Wix and she knows nothing. Okay. She is like a technology Luddite. She got it set up on Wix, but she hired somebody from, from Fiverr to help her do that. Um, and they got it going. It was, you know, it cost her a couple hundred bucks when all the smoke cleared but it was worth it. And then she gets people signed up on her website or she uses the website just as an introduction to her. And then um, she'll talk to people on the phone. And I think if I was going to take a music lesson with you, I'd probably want to talk to you on the phone. I mean, I don't know how many people are just going to be signing up on your website, you know, just without yeah. meeting you. So I think that's you're going to drive it through just your contact with them, you know, making sure it's really easy. They can reach you. And then, you know, once once she gets somebody signed up and they, they pay her, she accepts credit cards on her website. Um, then she says, great, we'll, we'll set you up with a Zoom meeting and I'll start teaching your kid. And then she just uses Zoom for that. It's not connected to her website or anything. She doesn't need to. It's a Zoom. It's just a conferencing tool. Now, the other thing I can also suggest to you is um, there are platforms, there are sites out there that just cater, you know, to educators like yourself, you know, that do all sorts of things. There's Udemy. It's U-D-E-M-Y. There's Illumi, um, which is E-L-O-O-M-I. Uh, dot com and there's there's others you know, that you can Google. Uh, Skillshare is one I know of too. Perfect. Yeah, Skillshare is great. And the the way you succeed on those platforms, in my opinion, is you go all in. I mean, you know, you sign up for whatever their plan is. You you drink the Kool Aid. You make sure you're setting up your your site on their platform the way they want you to do it. And then you're you're using whatever marketing tools they provide because you're competing against other people that are doing the same thing. Right. But they but their job is to draw people into their sites that are interested in the type of services you provide. And then your job is to try and beat all your competition on that site to provide those services. And then they also give you the tools to do it, like you know, like Zoom does. So that might be another option that you either go you focus on entirely or you focus 30% of your time on. So you're doing that in addition to get another channel that you can go out. You know, it's funny you mentioned that because that's sort of my um, six to 12 month goal. I think right. where I am now is uh, like you had said, I mean, you know, if I'm coming at this from a student's perspective, like if I'm not a musician and I want to learn guitar, uh, I'm not just going to find someone online who has a website and just give them my money. You know, I want to see that they have YouTube videos up, they have uh, Facebook, Instagram, whatever the specifics are, right. they have all this stuff. Uh, and I'm also offering the first lesson for free. So if all of that doesn't convince you, we actually do have a one-on-one -on -one session with no commitment. And then at that point, if you're like, okay, I like this person, I like their teaching style, we personally relate, let's do it. Um, and, for, you know, so part of that includes having, you know, a YouTube presence with that sort of stuff, but also 
pre-recorded courses and maybe uh, four four skill level guitar courses and piano courses, whatever it might be. Uh, and I have looked into those sites, but again, you know, I do want to make sure if I do that, I have professional audio and video um, equipment, and I yeah. you know have a plan, and um, you know that takes time to make sure I have it professional. You know, so that's a little bit future, but uh, I've definitely looked into that. I agree. And, I, and I'm glad to hear that. And by the way, I'm really happy that you mentioned that you give away, you know, like a free lesson. I mean, I think in your business, I'm just talking like as a consumer here, please keep me away from any musical instrument. But okay. if I if I did want to get a guitar lesson, um, I need you to give me stuff for free. I need to see you in action. I need to have a, a, you know, a sample lesson or two with you. I wouldn't be afraid of doing that because once you connect with somebody and they like you and they're learning, they're going to want to pay in the long run. So I'm glad you have that attitude. And I think, I think you should be giving away lots of stuff for free because I think that will turn into you know, revenue for you over time, if that makes sense. What do you think, John? Well, I think it's interesting because you just said something that kind of piqued my interest a little bit. But the pre-recorded lesson thing I think is, is kind of cool yeah. because I think we you could almost do is like sell that as a package, right? So maybe it's someone who wants to kind of learn. They don't really want to commit. Maybe they're insecure about kind of being in front of a camera with someone and they just want to see like, can I even like get a grasp? You know, maybe it's like a four piece package of pre-recorded lessons and they, you know, they get better and they're interested. They're like, I want to go deeper and then they can kind of engage in a custom. And if you can come up with an angle for that, you know, if it's some kind of like contemporary music or something that, you know, people want to learn just because it makes them feel you know, cool, and it's like irrelevant to, to a cultural moment. Um, I could see that being something for sure. I think what's interesting, too, you know, is that I, I would assume with the world and where we are today and kind of post-COVID and, and all the changes that made, like self-directed learning seems to be a really interesting thing for folks right now where they're trying to learn a new skill or pick up a new pastime, so it feels like there might be an opportunity there. But also kind of on your comment of YouTube, you know, I, I don't think you need to stress too much about perfection in order to kind of get progress. I think that's one of the really interesting thing with some of the bigger YouTube creators is that their audience actually likes them for them as a personality and they'll kind of grow with you over time. So, you know, it's tough to, to create a business account and think, oh, I'm going to get like a, a thousand followers in like a month, right? Like it's going to take time and consistency, but it's, it's something where you do have kind of pre-recorded lessons or you can do that in a way that's kind of, you know, dynamic and interesting and you're, you're kind of having a conversation with a friend while you're doing it and you're posting on a regular cadence, even if not every day, but like if every Friday is a new step in like a guitar kind of progression, that might be an interesting way for you to kind of have a library of content, a mm. steady stream of posting without feeling like I need to spend 10 grand on an audio setup or I need to record like, you know, three hours of footage a day to get a 30 minute video. Um, yeah. So I think there's definitely ways you could do that, you know, in a way where you can dedicate some time, but then kind of a steady drip. So you're not overwhelming yourself or, or preventing yourself from taking an action because it seems. Yeah, I agree with that. And I think uh, I'm sort of doing that on a smaller scale on Instagram right now. I have um, a Murfcraft Academy Instagram and I'm posting mm, 30 to uh, 30 to 60 second videos. And just, you know, every few days it's like, Hey, here's how you play a G major chord on the guitar. Here's how you play a C major chord on the ukulele, whatever it is. And those little bite-sized chunks is consistent to post and also gets me in front of the camera. People can see my face, hear my voice, see me with an instrument, uh, teaching them something they can learn in two minutes in that video. Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, that's anything that's key is kind of getting people comfortable seeing, you know, your skill set. 
you know, and giving them a reason to want to learn more. So it sounds like you're doing the right things there. Great stuff, guys. Well, Dylan, I hope this information helps you. I mean, this it's great talking about your business, and and we, you know, both John and I wish you the very most success. Join us, Dylan, back ahead on and everybody else on smallbizahead.com. Um, you can comment on this podcast as well as um, you know look at some of the other articles of advice and some of the things that we've talked about here, which we'll try and reference in the show notes as well. So, Dylan, again, thank you so much. Um, on behalf of John Adaconis and, and myself, Gene Marks, we want to thank you for listening, and we'll see you on the next Hartford Small Business Ahead podcast. <laughs>